cross for our sins that we might know life and everlasting life. And so as we come and prepare to worship our God, let us sing, Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary.
to the world. We celebrate the advent of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And tell your neighbor he's coming back again. Amen. So as we look back, amen, we got our eyes looking forward. Uh, We have heaven uh, in our view. So with that, we're going to read uh, our gospel according to Luke, the second chapter, the nativity of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Those who are able to stand in honoring the reading of God's word, you're welcome to do so. I'll be lifting up uh, Luke's second chapter. Uh, I'll be lifting up, reading through the New Living uh, Translation. Uh, We're going to look at verses 1 through 8 at this moment. Uh, But when it comes time for the message, we'll look at verses 1 all the way to verse 20, uh, when the shepherd come into uh, the story. Let me pray as we see you and prepare to receive God's word. Father, we just ask for your enlightenment, your encouragement, your strength, uh, that we grasp the truth of your great revelation of the incarnation of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the beloved Son of God. Uh, Bless us, Lord, that your word will be hidden in our heart, that we might not sin against you, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. Read again Luke, second chapter, verses 1 through 8. Uh, I'm sorry, verses 1 through 7. The word of God reads in the Living Translation. At the time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns who registered for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea. David's ancient home, he traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. Praise God for his word. Amen. Amen. Let us turn to our God with prayer. Father, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you, God, for your grace, your mercy, and your love. Uh, We thank the Lord as we are gathered together with family and friends and our brothers and sisters in Christ uh, to worship you, God, for coming down to save us and redeem us from our sins that we might know life and life more abundantly. Father, as we are gathered here, Lord, we we made it here, but Lord, we realize that it has been by your grace, it has been by your strength, it has been by your mercy. Oh, Father, we have testimonies here that we were in the hospital, Lord. We were going through a procedure, God. We're recovering from diseases, Almighty God. We're we're still healing from grief and bereavement and loss. But through it all, oh, God, you've been our sustainer. You have been our keeper. We thank you, God, in our nights of crying out to you. Joy did come in the morning because, God, you are a keeper. You are a lover who, who, who continues to keep his promises. Thank you, God. You never fall short. Thank you, God, that you will never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you, God, that you are our keeper. And so, Father, we just turn to you right now and just say thank you. Oh, Father, we, if we had a thousand times, we couldn't thank you enough. And so, Father, Lord, we, are, we pray that you be pleased with our worship. Oh, Father, we ask you to minister to our hearts and minister to our minds and give us the strength and energy to keep on running this race. That we keep our eyes on the prize. That we keep our looking up to the hills which come with our help. Knowing, Lord, all our help comes from you. Thank you that you are Lord of Lords. You are host of hosts. You are King of Kings. We thank you, Lord, that there is none like you. And so, Father, we pray that you continue to bring peace. Because you are the God of peace. So, blessed are the peacemakers. So, help us, oh God, to be peacemakers. uh, That we can see the peace where we want to see it in our homes, in our community, in our workplace. And, Father, we'll give you all the glory. And we'll give you all the honor, for it all belongs to you. In Jesus Christ's name, Lord, we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Go ahead and thank God as we continue to worship our God through song. Amen. Thank you. 
and that they can he can reign in their home and they can know him too as their personal Lord and Savior. Lord, there's no greater gift than the gift of salvation that gave it to us. In Jesus Christ's name, Lord, we pray. Amen. 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 As we continue on walking through our text in a moment earlier in the worship through scripture, we looked at Luke the second chapter, verses one through eight. I'm sorry, one through seven. Now I want to look at verses eight uh, to verse twenty in the gospel according to Luke. Those who are able to stand and honor reading the God's word, you're welcome to do so. I'll begin rereading from the New Living Translation as we continue to look at the Nativity. Uh, of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, Starting at verse 8, the word of God reads, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and rays of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. Uh, I'm hold on. I'm going to rewind. Go back to that verse 10. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I will bring you, come somebody help me out. Good news that will bring what? Great joy to all the people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others. The armies of heaven praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel has told them. Amen. Praise God for where you may be seated. As you take your seat, you can help me announce the subject matter and title to your neighbor. Tell them, covered with joy, wrapped by God. Amen. Amen. Tell your other neighbor, make sure they don't feel left out. Tell them, covered with joy. Wrapped by God. I want to encourage us that we want to worship our Lord, trusting him and sharing the good news to everybody, how we have been covered by his joy and we are wrapped and protected by his presence. When we look at this text, it tells us about the birth and the incarnation of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And yet how significant this birth was that what happened, that angel showed up. Y'all missed it. It was so spectacular that angel. I don't know about you, but I've been. I, I've seen some babies born. I've seen the angel show up. But when this baby came into this earth and stepped in time, the angel showed up. Y'all need to go check out this baby. See, the good news is that God covers us with His love and His joy. Proverbs ten and twelve reminds us: hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all transgressions. That's a beautiful thing to think about how we are far from God, but God's love brings us closer to him. Why? Because love covers a multitude of sins. Knowing that you love me, I can show up, see and watch and be with you and let you look at me and not not afraid of you watching me because I know you're not going to do anything to harm me, even though I messed up. Uh, Y'all don't hear me. Some some of y'all are some pet owners. I know y'all screaming at your pet. They don't want to come to you because they're scared. And something's going to happen to them. But when they know they love, they're going to come on back with their head down. Like, I know I messed up, but you're going to be nice to me, right? And that's how awesome our God is, that he knows we messed up, but he's going to be nice to us. Mm. And we have this access through Jesus. Tell you that it's all through Jesus. Through Jesus, we have protection. Through Jesus, we have coverage. Through Jesus, we have joy. 
And some of y'all might be familiar with the song, I get joy when I think about what he's done for me. J is for Jesus, O is for over, Y is for you, and that's Jesus over you. You spell that together, that is joy. To know that God is over us and we are under him, we are protected. Same way an umbrella works, it only works when it's over you. Then it protects you from the rain. But if you're not covered, come on somebody. You are open up to get all touched by the elements. I'm so glad that God covers us. And he's able to protect us from harm and danger that might come after us. But then I had a little playing on the text about not we covered with joy, but we're wrapped by God. Because you notice in the text it says the baby was wrapped in swaddling clothes. And so I started thinking about how the baby was wrapped because the infant was wrapped to help straighten out the limbs, to help it to grow in strength. And I started thinking, well, God, you wrap us to make sure we're protected. That we can grow in wisdom and in knowledge and be the best that we can be. And so we are covered with joy. We are wrapped by God. When you look at our text, Luke kind of gives a historical context here. Uh, notice what he opens up about the Roman Emperor Augustus. Uh, letting you know that there are times here in the government that under there's rule and the Roman Empire has begun. Some of you might be familiar with that name Augustus, and that's where we also get the name August, right? Named after the Caesar, but Augustus succeeded Julius, but Julius really wasn't the first Caesar because they killed him before he could become. Y'all missed it. And so his stepson got into a place where he's really the Caesar, but yet he honored his stepfather and made him a Caesar too, and so they didn't remember this. And so here it is that we have Augustus now ruling, and then the notice of empire. So it's giving you historical context where people might tell you that Jesus is not real. The gospel text gives you historical context of the time period he was alive. Because some people like to try to tell you that this is not real. I can say some other things about Christians not real, but I ain't going to ruin somebody tonight. <laughs> but what is real that Jesus is was born in time in a manger. Yes, and so the text tells us now who his mommy and daddy are. Uh, Joseph, a descendant of the king of David. This is very specific to these readers because they know there's a promise of a Messiah, of a one to come from the throne of David. And who is this one supposed to come from the throne of David that's going to bring peace, that's going to rule over kingdom, that's going to take us out under the oppression, under the yoke of slavery and bondage? Who is this one that is going to come through the throne? And he's going to come riding on a horse and riding with power. Who is this one that's going to come? And yet he did not come out. They thought he was going to come. But he showed up with a virgin Mary and a father Joseph having to leave Nazareth because Augustus Caesar has a census being done. Y'all know how census work, right? They count you to see how much they want to tax you. And so he had to go back to his home place and find out how much he's going to be taxed. But when he gets there, right, we see the text tells us that there's no room for him to get in. Mm. But now, I want to highlight here that God works in our lives in complex ways. How is it complex? Well, look at that. The text is very simple. I'm going to go to Bethlehem, and my baby's going to be born. Well, that's what the prophecy says, that the son of David is going to come out of the city of David, and he's going to rule forever. But yet, they were in Nazareth. So what made them move from Nazareth to go to David? Well, there was a decree, and they had to be obedient to the decree so that they would. But notice the text very clear. It says that she was fully pregnant. <laughs> or it says it was very clear that she was pregnant. Some, some of y'all understand how that works out, right? You see some people, you know, yeah, you know that the cardinal sin, right? You don't ever ask a woman. Y'all quiet on me. Some, some, some of y'all learned y'all lesson. That's good. That's good. That's good. You don't ever ask a woman. She's pregnant. You let her tell you. And so she didn't have to tell everybody. She let her know. Like, y'all, y'all moving slow. Y'all got, no, I got an extra one right here. I don't know about you, but I've never been on no horse or no donkey for a long trip. And let alone when I was on a short one, it hurt. She won't leave Nazareth, pregnant. Come on, somebody. Y'all quiet on me. She won't take that trip. No, she do it any moment. Oh, Joseph, I think it might be the time. No, we're not there yet, baby. Hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm going to try. So how they get there, she's fully pregnant. No one's going to have the baby at any time. And so what I'm going to highlight here is that sometimes in our lives and journey that God gets us to places where we might have to endure some things to get to where God wants us to be. 
Now, here's the thing. You don't want to endure it. That's the problem. I understand. Nobody wants to endure it. Nobody wants to go. But yet, God gives us with strength and endurance to endure some of the hardships that we're going through for his glory. And so here it is that God is calling them out and using, it's amazing how he can use Augustus Caesar as a part of his prophecy to lead them to get to the place they want to be. As I think about this, it's sort of like how as a child I remember going to the restaurants and I get my, my children's program, they always had connect the dots. And when you connect the dots, you had to follow an order in order to make the picture. And here it is that they had to connect the dots. So they had, a, they were in Nazareth, and now they got to go from Nazareth to Bethlehem. So they're counting the journey. They're going on their journey to get the fuller picture. What's what's the fuller picture? What's about to happen? Well, according to this, that God knows how to work it out. Micah five and two says, "But you, O Bethlehem, Ephraim, are only a small village among all the people of Judah. Yet a ruler." of Israel, origins are in the distant past, will come from you on my behalf. So part of collecting the gospels was, was the movement from Nazareth. Now, we read our New Testament, it says Jesus of Nazareth, because that's where he was raised. And, and so, so here's another thing, too, that we think. That he was born in Bethlehem, so he did come out of Bethlehem, but he was raised in Nazareth. I'm going to help somebody out, too. Do it. Where was Michael Jordan born? He was born in New York. But when he gets to do, he says, wrong, North Carolina, right? But that's where he was raised. So Jesus of Nazareth, where he was raised, but he was born in Bethlehem. We keep reckoning where people are born. We find where their starting points are, because that's part of the census. So he's documented as being part of the census, of the lineage of David, born of the, uh, as far, Joseph as his father. Because 2 Samuel 7, 13, and verses 16 says this, he's the one who will build a house, a temple for my name, now secure his royal throne forever. Your house and your kingdom will continue before me all for all time, and your throne will be secure forever. Luke accounts for this prophecy, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will have no end. So you see how many times I said forever, forever, ever? Yes, forever, ever. God's plan connects the dots to showing that things are going to work. I want to encourage you that you may not see the bigger picture because you right now are drawing the picture. So you're getting caught up trying to get ahead and say, God, I want to see what it's going to look like. No, my child, keep on. Just follow the instructions. Start from dot to dot. Go by number, go by color, go wherever it is the instruction says and connect the dots and realize that the author and the finish of your faith is still writing your story. So follow the instructions. Let God connect you to where he wants you to be. Their destination was Bethlehem. I want to highlight again, remember, she's full-term pregnant. But God made sure not until she got to her place that she had the baby. Mm. Verse text says here, because Joseph was descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. And he traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. Bethlehem means the house of bread. And so the house of bread became the birthplace for the bread of life. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger and thirst. Again, here we see another way how God satisfies. How he will satisfy all our needs. Will you try Jesus? The, the psalmist says, taste and see. That the Lord is good. Tell your neighbor, only he will satisfy. And so when we see that we're connecting the dots, we're following his instructions, he's going to cover us, he's going to protect us, that we want to see that God will take care of all of our needs. No matter what you're going through, God can provide it for you. And Jesus was, had to be born. And here's the thing that God the Father, we, we uh, earlier on the Sundays, we talked about how the Holy Spirit over, overcame Mary and God the Father had Mary and Mary was told that she would be with child. And he confirmed this and also not only that, but your relative Elizabeth is with child who was barren. And you are now blessed Mary above all mothers and blessed is of your fruit of your womb. So here it is, Mary being blessed by God, called by God to raise the son of God, gives birth to her firstborn son. She wraps him snugly. And the New Living Translation strips of cloth and lay them in a manger. I, I want to highlight that uh, this 
birth of our Lord and our Savior was very humble and very modest. Him being the King of Kings, him being Lord of Lords, him being host of hosts. He could have been born in the palace. But notice that they went there. There was no room for them. Nobody had room, space in their house for them. Matter of fact, what, what about modern times, right? They couldn't find them a, a suite. They couldn't find them a maternity ward. They couldn't find them an emergency care or prom care. They had to go out where the animals were. And they laid the baby after the baby was born where the animals eat. That's what the manger is. It's the feeding trough for the animals. And so the, the humility and the modesty of our Lord that he would come in such a way. But yet, we are so caught up with all the other things. But notice here, clearly in this text, when I highlight here, that there's no wise men here. It's just Jesus poor, <laughs> born of modest circumstances, to die for us. Our God is so powerful and so strong and so mighty that he can humble himself. We live in a world now that humility is looked at as weakness. But I'm going to tell you, humility is strength. It takes humility to be able to walk away from somebody knowing you can beat them up. Somebody thinks it's strength to say, I'm going to beat you up. I'm a man. All right. Be a man. Beat me up. I'm going to call the police. <laughs> I'm going to be a man. Go home. You're going to get arrested. I don't got to prove anything to you. Beat me up. He did it. Yeah, that's him, police. He did it. This is evidence. We live in a time now that we want to prove something with might and strength. But notice that God proved it to you and might and strength. No, he proved it with grace and mercy. One thing about when we want to fight and we want to show somebody something, oftentimes we end up hurting them more than helping them. When we can realize that I can humble myself, that I can be quiet, I can be still, I don't have to have the last word, then I can find strength in my humility. God shows us how he encourages us to be still and know that he is God. We don't have to do everything. Let God do it for us. Jesus shows us how to humble ourselves before him. And his thing. He was so humble that the angels were watching this and said, wait a minute. He deserves a little bit more than this. It can't be just the cows and the sheep or whoever else is in the state with us to celebrate the birth, the incarnation of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Hey, look, I see some shepherds over there. That's my own mind imagination right there. But the text says, all of a sudden, the angel showed up. It saw some shepherd nearby and said, hey, do y'all know what just happened? Do, do y'all know what just happened? The shepherd like, wait a minute. Why are these angels showing up? Oh, don't be scared. <laughs> we come bringing you good news. Ooh, what's the good news? Jesus is here. Oh, glory be to God. Here, here it is that He's there letting these shepherds know, and and this miraculous thing has happened. Verse 8, y'all still with me? The night, that night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, and said, I will bring you good news that will bring you what? Great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. But that wasn't good enough. They said, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. That means that that's the only person that had a baby. Come on, somebody. In a manger. They, they couldn't be confused with somebody else. Now you go out walking, she, you go out seeing, you go, oh, that must be the one. Notice, notice there was no flashing lights. Notice there wasn't nothing shown in the head. They said, just look for a manger and find a baby. And that's the one. Wrapped snugly in cloth. But then, after they told him this, look, look at verse 13. Y'all still with me? Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven praising God and saying, I want to highlight this. Notice what it says it. We, 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 one of the names of God that they give him, right, is, is Lord Shabbat, right, the head of the Lord of hosts. And so his hosts showed up. <laughs> they said that nobody else knows. We know who's here. And we're going to celebrate him being here. I, well, I want to encourage you that sometimes it might be like that in your life. 
to somebody else might not know who Jesus is, well, that's your responsibility to let them know. You don't know him. Let me tell you who he is. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. He is the host of hosts. He is the Savior of my soul. He redeemed me and saved my life. And I shall worship him. And so they came and said, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those who, whom God is pleased. See, they, 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 they realize, like, hey, nobody's going to shout. We're going to shout about what is happening right here. That we were able to witness God steps into time to be born in the flesh. You know, when we say incarnation, it means that God became flesh. It became real that they announced it and said, hey, we want to let everybody know. And so the shepherds came. Now, also, do you see the symbolism here? That the shepherds came to worship the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. How the shepherds came to worship the good shepherd, who lays life down for his sheep. How the shepherds came to worship the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not walk. So you see the symbolism here how they came to worship him who came to die for them. Oh, glory be to God. When we put it in a proper perspective, the reason for the season is not about what kind of gifts I get, but the gift I've already received. Be covered by his grace and his mercy. And notice what happens then. The angels leave. The shepherds hurry to go see. All right, we got to go see what's happening here. And they go to Bethlehem and they find the baby. And, and they leave and they tell everybody what they have seen. What does that mean? That means that I need to tell everybody else how I have experienced God in my life. Now, you don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to be a teacher. You don't have to be a deacon. All you got to do is just be you. And your story is enough to tell somebody what I've seen, what I've heard, what I have experienced. Some of y'all have seen God do miracle things in your own life. You're not talking about somebody else. You can say, I was laying on the side of the road, but somebody showed that I had to be God. I, I, I was choking, but somebody showed up and helped me out. That had to be God. I was down and out. Didn't know how I was going to make it, but somebody showed it had to be God. And when you can tell somebody what God has done in your life, you can say, if he's done it for me, he can do it for you. And when we can tell everybody, they too might be amazed, they might be astonished, and it might be too good for them to believe it, but you can let them know that if God can do it, all things but fail. For man, it's impossible. For God, all things are possible. When you notice how one angel showed up, one angel wasn't good enough. They all had to show us that now is our time. We're going to sing our song. Glory to God in the house. I'm encouraged there will be some time in your life that somebody might come by and back up your story. Say, I do the same thing. What my God did for me. Let's say, you know, you got three or more people coming around to testify what God has done. And the beautiful thing is that God is not done. He's still working. In our lives. I want to encourage you as we prepare to celebrate Christmas. We're going to exchange gifts with our loved ones. Please take a moment of time just to thank God for covering you with joy. Thank God for being a keeper. Thank God for watching over you. And then be an opportunity to share what God has done in your life. The shepherd share like what they experienced or what they've seen. Share what you experienced, what you have seen God do in your life. Our joy comes from the Lord. I want to highlight again, some of us understand what joy is, that joy is not based on what's happening. Because what's happening may not be a happy event. But I have joy no matter, because I know no matter what I'm going through, joy is still here. How is joy still here? Because God is still real. He has never left me nor forsaken. I'm going to go through some trials and some tribulations. The journey that Mary went on was not an easy journey. But God had a purpose and a reason for it all to be done. And when it all be done, no one said she treasured it in her heart. She went through the pains of the birth of the labor, but she went through the joy of realizing that this is a special child. That might happen in our lives. Or we might go through some pain, some trials, and some tribulations, but then we'll see the birth of joy by trusting in our God. So after you connect the dots, you can step back, you can admire the picture and see how, see how it all comes together. But I want to encourage you that don't step back to the two early. Keep on working. Keep on trusting in God. Knowing that he is going to let you know when you reach your destination. 
not where you want to be, but where he wants you to be. It's a hard thing because I know where I want to be, but yet do I know where God wants me to be? So here's one way you can find that out. Just be still and know that he is Lord. Don't move on your first impulse. Move when you have peace. That transfers all understanding. Because the Bible says, cast all your anxieties into God. And he will guard your heart and your minds through Christ Jesus. He will keep you in perfect peace. Those who keep their minds stayed on him. Lean out to your own understanding. But always acknowledge him. And he will direct your paths. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall know he leads me. You understand what I'm saying here? Notice how Mary and Joseph were led to Bethlehem. That wasn't their plan, but yet it happened at this moment of time because it worked out for God's purpose that, that Jesus was born in the city of David as prophesied. I want to highlight this. This is some a thousand years back. Amen. Which means that God's already worked out your story. But you're trying to tell God your story when you already know the end. So sit back and just thank God for the gift you have right now. Thank God for his love and mercy you're experiencing right now. And enjoy the journey. And God will get you to where he wants you to be. And notice that no matter what you're going through, you are covered with joy. No matter what you're going through, weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Knowing that you are wrapped by God because he's protecting you. He is has you because he's the Lord of hosts. Which means that he's the God of the heavenly armies. And I close with this one thing about our Lord. When he was born, the angels showed up. But notice when he died, he kept the angels at bay. He was telling them, he says, you, do you know, my kingdom is not of this earth. He says, but if I want, I can have legions of angels come down. Lord have mercy. But he says that they won't because I have to die. But Cass says, you are not killing him. He says, I lay my life down and I will pick it back up again. And, and when my holler hit, he kept the angels at bay because they showed up at his advent. Some of y'all see where I'm going? Because the advent means his appearance. You know, he has another advent. And when he comes the next time, they won't be so quiet. It says that the trumpet will sound. The sky will crack open. And on the cloud, we'll see our Lord and Jesus Christ. And it said that the dead in Christ will be, ooh, Lord, quickened and rise again. And those who are living will be changed in the twinkling of an eye. That this corruptible body will put on incorruption. This mortality will put on immortality. I don't know about you, but there's no better movie I want to see than me to be transformed in the image of my God. But I'm so glad that he died on the cross for our sins. That he died in a body like yours and mine. And some that God transformed himself to be like us. So that we can be like him. I don't know. Good day now. So I'm done preaching. But I just start thinking about how good it is to know a God like this. Good God from Zion. That he can take us and turn us around. Clean us up. Wash us in the blood of the Lamb. That's why we might be made brand new. I encourage you that I don't, I, I don't live a perfect life. I, I, I know I preach every Sunday. But I'm going to let you know I struggle. My, my family can tell you all about my problems. And there's not one of us in here perfect, but I'm so glad by his grace and his mercy. That's why we're here. It's not because we're good enough, because he's good enough. But yet, we don't say he's good enough. He says, great is our God. Mighty is our God. So I would encourage you to thank your God. For your joy and your peace. No matter what I'm going through, I find joy in you. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Every day and every morning, brand new mercies appear. I'm so glad that God does not give me what I deserve. But I get what I deserve from a lot of people in this world. I get a lot of spite, I get a lot of punishment, I get a lot of hatred, but I'm so glad that when I look at him, I get nothing but love. So that's why I like to think about how he loves us. And that's why we have joy. Because his love never fails. And when God sees us, I'm going to go back to verse 14, look closely there. It says, Glory to God in the highest, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Yes, sir. 
God is pleased with those when he's going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Faithfulness means that it's not that I did good works, but faithful means that I put my life in Jesus. That my name is in the Lamb's book of life. That when he comes back, he will be able to identify me. <laughs> I'm close on this one. <laughs> you know when you go to school and they do attendance, right? And if your name's not down, they ask you, what's your name? Right? Don't show up in heaven. What's your name? When the saints go marching in, I want to be. You know my name. <laughs> Let's pray. God, we just thank you for the joy of knowing you. We thank you, Lord, that you cover us, you protect us through our hardships, through our pains, through our suffering. That God, you've never given up on us those in times that we've been broken, we've been hurt, but you restore us, so you build us and bring us back. And thank you, God, that you forgive us, Lord, of all our sins. Thank you, God, that you call us to repentance and you desire not for us to perish. Thank you, God, that you save us in an awesome way, in a mighty way that only you can do. And so, Father, we just thank you, God, that we celebrate not gift-giving, but we celebrate the greatest gift of all is your gift of salvation. That we have for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now, God, there might be someone here who does not know Jesus, who does not have a church home. Lord, I pray that you will place upon their heart and lead them to the place you will have them to be baptized and join the fellowship of the saints and the fellowship of communion. And Father, we thank you, Lord, that those who confess with their mouth and believe in the heart of Christ is Lord, that they shall be saved. Yes. And Father, we thank you, Lord, that all who call on the name Lord shall be saved. So, Father, we ask the ministers with their hearts and their minds. And Lord, we ask you to welcome them into this fellowship. Welcome to your church. In Jesus Christ, we know we pray. Amen. If that was you, that you are looking for a church home, or you decide to give your life to Christ, we want to welcome you here uh, in this place. And we're going to prepare to give God his tithes and our offerings. So when they walk around, you can come on up and talk to the deacons or to myself. We'll be happy to say, what must you do to join uh, this fellowship? And prepare to give God his tithes and his offering. Let us pray. Mighty God, we just thank you. For how you blessed us and prospered, and we only give back what already belongs to you. Then, Father, we ask you to bless those who have desired to give, but yet have not. We thank the Lord. You supply all our needs. So, Father, bless what is given for the building and edification of your church. In Jesus Christ's name, Lord, we pray. Amen. 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 But the ushers, please come forward and lead us.
for us, worthy to be praised. A few announcements for this week's and weeks to come. Uh, again, an announcement uh, that we will resume Bible study uh, later in the month of January, so no Bible study for the next two weeks. Uh, so enjoy your time with your family and friends. Uh, Bible study lesson was posted on Facebook, our Zion's Facebook page from last Wednesday. If you want to get that, I'll put another one up for this uh, Shabbos and Fellowship for this week as well. Uh, for those who want to just do a private study with your family together. And they want to say that our, those who are interested in joining the Martin Luther the the King Luncheon, Zion's Table, please see our trustee, our sister Lily. Those who receive our room availability for that table. Um, also, I encourage everyone that we are also meeting 9 a.m. for Sunday school. So, you're welcome to come uh, for Sunday school. Uh, we ask Zion members to solicit their prayers. Uh, we lift up um, Brother Meredith, um, for he lost his brother. So, we want to lift him and Sister Barbara up in prayer. Amen. Uh, during that time frame, we continue to lift up our, our, our brothers and sisters. Amen. Our, our sick and shutting. Amen. Amen. So we continue to lift them up in prayer. Uh, so these are announcements that we used to come. Happy Merry Christmas Eve to everybody. Enjoy your time tomorrow. Don't forget to share with somebody the good news of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. How he's blessed you in your life. And true indeed, don't forget that's the greatest gift we ever received. Was that for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Let us stand prepare for the benediction and the doxology. Oh!